This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The current sermon looks at the other apostles mentioned in the New Testament who were not part of the initial 12. When we left off, Pastor was reading Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 3. Here is the author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. So you have here uh, the received truth by direct revelation of Jesus Christ, by speaking to the early disciples, the apostolic teaching and witness, and the scriptures themselves. And with that, he delivers, first of all, that which he also received. He didn't make it up, he received it. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Two, and that he was buried. Three, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And then four and verse five, that he was seen. There are witnesses to the resurrected Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to speak about these witnesses to the resurrection. And he says in verse five, that he was seen by Cephas. Cephas, as you know, is the Aramaic for Peter. So he was seen by Peter. Uh, and he goes on to give a list of whom he was seen by. Uh, that's confirmed for us in Luke chapter 24. If you remember the two on the road to Emmaus who see the risen Christ, um, in Luke chapter 24, in verse 32, these two disciples, it says, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon, Simon Peter, Cephas. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. So there's this special appearance to Simon Peter. And you can imagine what that was like after Peter had denied him three times as the Lord prophesied, how he was not the person he thought he could be, that he could stand by him all that time. Even if all the rest leave you, I won't leave you. But he did. He denied him. He brought down curses upon himself. You can imagine what happened in that private meeting, the crying and the tears when Peter, Simon Peter, sees the risen Lord. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first that is listed is Simon Peter, Cephas, that he was seen by Cephas. But someone might say, what about Mary Magdalene? She was the first to see him. What about all the other women, right? What about these two on the road to Emmaus? Well, Paul here in chapter 15, he's not listing every eyewitness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's giving emphasis on the authority of the word they had received. I delivered to you what I received. And he's basing the foundation of their faith and the resurrection on authority. And so he's giving really an order of the apostles who saw the risen Lord. He's not speaking about the women. He's not speaking about the two on the road to Emmaus. He's going right to the apostles 
and the witness they have given of the resurrection. And that's what you have here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He was seen by Cephas. It's all to build the authority of the word that's been given. After Cephas, you have then the 12. He was seen by Cephas, then the 12. And the 12 obviously summarizes the appearances in Jerusalem that were a week apart, first without Thomas and then with Thomas. So not just Cephas, but the other members, the other 11, saw Jesus in Jerusalem. And after that, verse 6, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. That's the prearranged meeting. They were supposed to go. Jesus told them what would happen. He would die. He would be crucified, and he would be resurrected. He would, they were to go to Galilee, and he would meet them there, but they don't go. They're just in fear, and they're in sadness after the crucifixion, and the angels have to tell the women, go tell Peter. Go tell the disciples. Isn't this what he told you? Go into Galilee. And they still don't go. And then the Lord appears to Simon Peter. He appears to the rest of the apostles without Thomas. Then he appears to all of them together with Thomas, and then they go to Galilee. And in John, you have the, uh, the Sea of Tiberias, Jesus, with the catch of fish for the disciples. And you have this meeting you read about in Matthew, chapter 28, the prearranged meeting on the mountain, very likely the mountain that he gave the sermon on originally, the mountain where they used to meet in Galilee, where 500 brethren see him, many of which, Paul says, are still alive. This is 54, 55 AD. So you have this great number of witnesses onto the resurrection of Jesus. And they know this. But Paul's going to make the point, we're so, we are so positive of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that how can you say the rest of the dead will not be raised? He's the first fruits of the resurrection. Then it says here in verse 7, And after that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, now, James is the half-brother. He's not speaking about James, the apostle. He's speaking about the half-brother of Jesus, the son of Joseph. And clearly, he's not one of the twelve. As a matter of fact, we read in John chapter 7 and verse 5, For even his brothers did not believe in him. So when he was walking the earth, James did not believe in him now we read that after the appearance to the 500, after the appearance in Galilee, he was seen by James uh, and then by all the apostles. After this appearance, you'll read in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, that when the early believers were gathering together before the day of Pentecost, they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. James and the rest of the brothers became believers. So, and again, you can imagine that meeting, right? Here's James growing up all those years from childhood with Jesus, his older brother, wondering about him. He goes out and he starts this ministry. At one point, they go to grab him because he's not eating and sleeping, and they figure he's... He's going to get sick. And his very brother, who had been so skeptical, can you imagine that appearance when James sees Jesus resurrected from the dead? We're not given any other information about it, but it must have been some, some time together. And James, it changes James' whole life. James will become 
a leader in the Jerusalem church, an important leader in the, in the Jerusalem church. And in Galatians chapter 1, and the reason he's listed here in the appearances, in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 17, Paul says, Nor did I go up to Jerusalem. He's speaking about his own conversion. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. He's preaching now. Then after three years, and this agrees with Acts chapter 9 and verse 27, after three years of his conversion, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days, but I saw none of the other apostles, they must be out preaching, except, except James, the Lord's brother. I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And so James is listed here as an apostle. He will become an elder in the Jerusalem church, but Paul says, I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And he includes James in the role of those who can be called apostles. And obviously the Lord in that appearance commissioned him for ministry. Then he says back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, then by all the apostles uh, in Jerusalem before Jesus ascended up, he spoke to them. We read about that in Acts chapter 1, right before the ascension. And then by all the apostles, up above he clearly says, then by the twelve, right? He's seen by Cephas and then by the twelve. Now down below here he's talked about James, who he calls an apostle in Galatians chapter 1. And he says, then by all the apostles, is this a larger group than just the twelve? Well, the answer can maybe be seen in the next verse, in verse 8. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles. Paul did not walk with Jesus when he went in and went out. He was not there from the time of the baptism until the time that Jesus rose from the dead and then was taken up at the ascension. He was not involved in any of that time period. Yet he saw the risen Lord Jesus Christ, and so he too is listed as an apostle. So now we have the word being used to a larger group than just the original 12, right? There's a criteria that Peter gives in chapter 1 of Acts that applies to a very narrow group, those who have been there the whole time. But now we've gone out from that, and the word is being applied to a larger group, including James, perhaps these other apostles, and Paul himself. He said, I am least of the apostles, for I am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. So he is considered by himself the least of the apostles, and yet he works harder. He's doing more work than the original 12. And you read that the Lord specially commissioned him, if you go in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 26 and verse 14. He's reviewing his conversion, Paul. 
And he says, And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. So he is a witness of the resurrection, one out of time, one born out of time, he says. To make you, Jesus says to him, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and the things which I will yet reveal to you, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you, apostello. He gets a direct commission as an apostle from Jesus Christ himself. And so he would write, as he writes in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. No one could appoint him to it except Jesus Christ. He is included in the roles of those who are called apostles. So we've gone out now, we've gone out further from the 12 with James, perhaps other apostles. He appeared then to all the apostles, Paul says, and now Paul himself. Last time we spoke about Barnabas, remember? Uh, Josie's a Levite from Cyprus, the son of encouragement he was called by the apostles. Join Pastor Greg on the web for serious Bible study and information about our church. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. And may the Lord bless you as you serve Him.